weather cold, the weather so chill, chilly, willy, penguin, feather rope, cause I'm sipping pro. Welcome to 50 on the front nine, episode 26. Rosie, thank you for joining me as always, buddy. Thank you, mate. Ticking along these, mate, 26. That's that. That's uh, about six, six and a bit months now. Yeah, flying along. Um, fun. It's easy way having fun, I think. Yeah, happy day. That's a good. I like that. I'll, I'll use that. Uh, what What do you get up to, mate? Locally, uh, big weekend. Got the double header Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, played both days on the weekend. Uh, I didn't perform too well on Saturday. Played with Mitchie and Skip on Saturday. Uh, both relatively average, uh, to be honest. We just sort of ended up having a bit of fun at the end. Didn't really try too hard. Once you start, once you sort of people that would give their people that would give their left uh, left nut for a round with him, mate. Uh, the, the waiting list is as big as my forearm, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be too uh, ungrateful about that opportunity, mate. No, no, I was very grateful to be um, graced with his presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like I said, we both yeah pretty average. Just sort of ended up having a bit of fun, really. Like m- most of us try and do, really. Once things don't go to plan, um, obviously you only need. Oh, that's the thing. You can't you can't throw the toys out, can you? You've got to just use it as a bit of a practice round and um, just start trying some shots. That's that's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's what I tend to find these days. Like we've spoken about it before. You only really. Yeah. I mean, ideally you want to have as many good cards as you can, but eight out of twenty is. The goal, obviously, average of your best eight out of twenty for your handicap. So it's not the end of the world if you have a few bad ones here and there. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. When when do you when do you draw it? If you're eight over after four, or if you're six in and you're seven over, where where do you uh, where do you draw it? Your, your your level would obviously be different to mine. Oh, I think I'd probably only draw it really if I you know I'd probably battle as hard as I can through to the ninth um and then at the turn assess like if i'm you know below maybe if i was below 13 points or something i'd probably be thinking oh this isn't going to get much better for me today but if i was at 13 you know then i could think maybe if i can have 20 on the back 33 is not the end of the world three less than my handicaps are four over or five over it's not the end of the world it's a subtle flex there mate (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i was just explaining but yeah no that's what i know yeah uh, happy days though. I had uh, 37 Sunday, 30, uh, 38, 38 Sunday. So uh, I believe that's how it went. 37, no, sorry, 34 Saturday, 37 or 38 Sunday. So I uh, was off to a flyer Sunday, mate. It was my first round with uh, Harry. We've got him, got him all signed up. Uh, he turned in a, a 102, which is. As you know, mate, first comp round, pretty bloody good. Yeah, it's a very, uh, very good effort. What handicap did he play off on the day? Uh, so they, they just had him as a carded round. I was going to speak to Luke and see, because he shot a 30, 32 over, um, just, you know, quick pissing around and, and, and having to hand, uh, you know, another two cards in, just put him off 32 and uh, and getting going for Saturday. So he's going to play against Saturday, which will be good. Um, I think pretty handy golfer, mate, for the because obviously that cricket background you played with him or played against him a couple of times. Yeah, he's um, um he's pretty handy sort of sportsman. I think just like that sort of those sort of sports, you can tell just when you know when you see him swing the golf club, it's a pretty natural sort of movement for him. Hundred percent, yeah. So particularly off the drive, he, he goes pretty good. So that was that was Sunday, but I I went. I think I went into the turn. No, sorry, after twelve, I was on twenty. 20- Seven, 
Um, and I, I did them. No, sorry. After 10, I was on 22 or 23 and I bumped into Bush on the way up 11. Uh, and I was, uh, I was already about four or five beers deep, Rosie. Uh, and I said, Bush, I think we're on, mate. I think I'm, I think I'm in the eighties today. He said, I oh, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> uh, had a, had a par or bogey on 12. So it was 27 after 12, which as you know, it's, is pretty unreal. You're in the, you're in the driver's seat. And what, what do I do on 13? I drive it just short of 14 tee box, uh, and then get stuck in the woods, mate. I was, it's like, uh, it's like I was looking for Narnia or something, mate. I was in there for about five shots, ended up wiping it. Through the wardrobe. Uh, in there, exactly, in the wardrobe. And then went bogey, 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 bogey. Uh, so coming into 18, I needed a par it to be in the 80s, uh, which we would have changed the first episode from Harco Breaks 90 to Breaks 80. That would have just been a quick edit job. Uh, and uh, if, I, if I'd just done something on that 13th, uh, I wouldn't need to obviously part the last. Probably could have got away with the bogue or, or even a double, but uh, it ended up uh, doubling the last. So finished on 91, Rosie, so yeah. not to be. But three rounds, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm feeling confident I'll crack it this week. Yeah, that hurts, doesn't it? It's happened to you a few times now, I think, getting, getting on the last and needing a... Needing a score, yeah. I've had five 91s now, which is quite funny. Yeah, needing a par on the on the last to get you under ninety, but that, that happens. Obviously, I mean, eventually you get to the stage where you really you could probably have. I think in a couple of weeks or so, or even could be this weekend, you might be at a stage where you could have a wipe and still get you know, I mean, still get under ninety. It's just it's a matter of time for you to get there. I think you just got to be patient. Oh, no. no, feeling good, feeling good. So you turn the corner Sunday, mate. Oh, you're out of walking with a bit more swag. What happened on the the back nine there, I took the scorecard out, a few birdies. Yeah, I played with Arnie on Sunday, which is good. I'm going to book in again this Sunday, play with Arnie again. Um, he had a pretty pretty bad... Romance, <laughs> he had a pretty bad day on Sunday. Uh, I had a very good day on Saturday, I believe, 40 points off five, so one over, um, five or six birdies on Saturday. Sunday, uh, yeah, no good on Sunday, just snap-hooking the driver everywhere and he couldn't, couldn't sort of recover from it. Uh, yeah, I played pretty decent. I had 30... Two or thirty-three, uh, which you know, considering I played bad on Saturday, I just I was four over on the front nine, but I came home with three birdies on the back nine, so it gives me a bit of confidence coming into this weekend. Beautiful, mate. I wanted to obviously we're going to touch on Tokyo. I wanted to get your thoughts. Obviously, four days of golf. Are you happy with that format? I thought uh, I wasn't over like obviously enjoyed it. You got the best golfers in the world. Um, playing top golf, uh, I think that seven-person playoff uh, for, for bronze, that kind of put a bit more excitement into it. But I would love to see, I don't know how they do it, but a match play, so USA versus uh, the Aussies or the Poms versus uh, Thailand, whatever you did, I, I think that would be an awesome way to do it. Where did you settle after four days? Yeah, I do agree. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I think... That I think the the fairest way for them to do it is the way they did it. Um, it might not be the most exciting, but it's I think it's the fairest way for them to do it. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like a match play format, obviously, when it comes around on the tour, it's one of the most exciting sort of formats they play, or a two ball, or a match play, or whatever it might be, or Ryder Cup. Everyone looks forward to it. Maybe they don't want to, you know, compete too much against sort of having the Ryder Cup sort of thing. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I went through it because uh, I spoke to Bush this morning uh, on King and the Kid. We had a little golf chat at the end. 
So I went back because he thought maybe an idea would be that uh, if you did teams, country versus country, you might have because obviously every 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 country has not even a superstar but a pretty competent player. That second player might not be. Went through there's a fair bit of depth because you know Rory's got Shane Lowry. He's a, he's a top 20, 30 player in the FedEx. Uh, the Japanese they they go quite deep, but. When you start getting out of that top five and six countries, it does get a little uh, weak, the, the secondary player. Uh, and then obviously the Yanks have got bring the four over anyway. So uh, I like the way it was, but I just thought even some individual match play uh, would be good. Uh, obviously, Xander, who I've bet on, I uh, went through my sports bet. I've had five digs of him in the past season. Uh, I ended up just giving up towards the end just with his closeout rate wasn't there for mine. But... Got the job done, mate. Uh, 18 under, he finished. I think, yeah, I think the big difference was probably it might have been something that might shake him into being able to finish those rounds off in the majors now. Um, you know, it's a little bit different, maybe a little bit less pressure than a major, but still quite, you know, it's arguably probably, you know, sort of like a fifth or a sixth major of the season, really, the Olympics, mm. like when it comes around. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully for him, he's certainly good enough to win, you know, three or four majors by the time he's finished, I think. So. Yeah, 27, 28, pretty young still. Uh, you know, 27 is a good age, Rosie. Some say. No life in front of you, mate. Yeah, that's <laughs> some right. Some say. Uh, uh, Sabatani, mate, uh, I don't know a lot about him. Did some research. Obviously, he's been around the tour for a little bit. 61 on the final day. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know too much about him either, but obviously handy enough player to have a 61 in the final round and bring it home strong for Slovakia. So well done to him. Slovakia. I like the way you pronounce that. Uh, CT Pan took out the bronze. I was having a little bit of a live bet in the car park at the uh, at the golf he made. And it was, I believe the final playoff hole was Morikawa and uh, and Pan. Yes. Morikawa was at thirty. Pan was threes. Um, left alone. Probably should have went to the value there, but... I believe Morikawa had an embedded ball in the in the in the in the bunker. Had to punch it out, and then couldn't make his par putt. Does that, that sound familiar? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did see that. But, yeah. You know, quite unlucky, but obviously that happens. It's just remarkable. They put it in the bunker, like relatively embedded. Uh, the punch out, while it's not you know advantageous, they can do it uh, piece for piece, and then he puts his uh, you know his wager iron shot and still gives himself a par chance. So. Yeah, that's right. Pretty unreal, pretty unreal, mate. Rory won back, and then Matsuyama. He spoke about a ton of pressure. Obviously, would be home country. Uh, just a, he felt an absolute barrage of pressure. Couldn't close it out, but still uh, in that you know top five to eight, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, he flew home at the end there. Obviously, didn't close it, but that final round was pretty impressive. I thought he was going to get it done. To be honest, about halfway through his final round when he was flying home. Uh, Cammy Smith, mate, Ma- you could easily, the way he plays, you could easily see him taking out uh, a couple of majors. Uh, tied 10th, flew the flag for the Aussies, had the uh, had the mullet running, mate. What, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, to be honest, I followed him pretty closely because my money was you know, on him and Victor Hovland over the weekend. Uh, I followed him pretty closely. I thought, to be honest, he only had four or five bad holes throughout the whole week, really, um, that sort of did it. I think the 18th twice he double bogeyed, um, which wasn't an extremely hard hole. It's sort of driver short iron. Um, he just sort of made crucial errors on two of those rounds. So there's four shots there. You know, if he pars them both times, he wins the tournament. So, uh, I mean, that's you could say the same for everybody. They made, made mistakes they shouldn't have. But, 
you know, those quite simple ones, I think, really for him, uh, he, yeah, definitely could have finished a lot closer than what he did. Well said, buddy. Uh, the other hometown Aussie, Leishman, I yeah. think he's had a, maybe a few too many Leishman lagers in the, in the warm-up to it, mate. Two under for the event. Um, probably would have had an absolute ball, though, and couldn't really get much going, but he'll be back. Always love watching him. Uh, anything you took away? Obviously, we spoke about the format. Any players you took away that you think are on the scene and, and going to keep, keep it running? Um, yeah, like I think um, guys like Cam Smith and Victor Hovland I found you know, pretty impressive. I think it's only a matter of time before they both of them break through with majors. I think they can both win multiple in the future. Um, yeah, this is getting particularly Hovland. I, I think Cam could get one or two. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Hovland live up to his potential, mate. He could, he could end up with five or six. Uh, you were, ch- were chatting off air. It w- they released the updated top ten for the tour. He's just snuck in the tenth. He's the first Norwegian to to make it the top ten. He is, yeah, and I believe he's the f- um, one of the. Fir- I think he might be in the top three players ever to um, turn to make top ten, like in the shortest time frame after turning pro. Like he only turned pro two yeah. years ago. Which is quite remarkable, and now he's in the top ten in the tour Morikawa, without. He'd be up there too on that list. Surely he's only had a couple of years now. Yeah, that's right. I think he's been pro maybe for like a little bit of time, a touch longer. Like I think they both went to the yeah, same college, yeah. but I think maybe he turned pro a touch longer. But I, yeah, I certainly agree with you. He'd be one of them as well for sure. Uh, Xander for mine, mate. Good to see him get the get the chocolates. Um, we went through this a little bit earlier, but. Uh, pretty emotional. His grandparents were born in Japan. His mum's there at the moment. They couldn't go to the actual event. But his old boy, is his swing coach, was a decathlete for the German national team. Got in the lead up to the Olympics, I think 40 odd years ago, got hit by a drunk driver and yeah. uh, locked on his left eye. I think he had a, a multitude of injuries, but the, the sight in his left eye. I went through the, some of the activities that the decathletes do. Uh, mate, uh, it, it ranges from anything. I think there's, there's long jump, there's 100 meter, there's javelin. There's 100 things in there. There's 10 things actually, but uh, pretty pretty crazy. So I believe he's going through a bit of a dark period afterwards. Turned to swing coaching uh, and obviously uh, got, the, got the money with Xander, which is unreal. Him coming over, finally getting to see the Olympics and then getting the win. Pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty emotional for him. You could see how how worked up he was after he'd won, and saying that, that was you know that was what he was sort of channeling the whole week, uh, which is you know uh, quite touching to watch, and obviously you know very impressive to see him sort of focus um, enough to get it done with all that in the back of his mind. Uh, he he said the first thing that happened. Though, someone asked him what the first ten things he did as soon as he uh, left the course. He said he got drug tested was the first thing, which he's having a laugh. <laughs> I thought. I'd, a little bit weird. What would what drugs would you know help you on the course? Uh, they take beta blockers and and like nerve blockers, Rosie. Uh, yeah. Uh, just to calm themselves down. So, actually, uh, we're going to have it on the Insta shop. We possibly would be looking into supplementing that for some of the local golfers. Yeah, I've heard uh, that they some of them would take like things like rit- Ritalin and things like that. Um, just you yeah. know, like calm themselves. So we could maybe look into putting something like that in, like a you know, like. That would be bad. You'd buy like a Hadapolo. 
yeah, and like in a little vial, like like a jungle yeah. juice vial, and just put yeah, something in there. Or something. Yeah, one ninety nine for the package. We'll work, we'll do the numbers, but I'm not against it. What do you think? No, I completely agree. I'd think it'd be a good little add on <laughs> value add value add. I love it. Uh, good weekend ahead, day, mate. I've got the triple threat Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, I think I booked in with young Freddie. Uh, mate, I had a great round with him last Friday. He had his PB uh, at the local. He had 71, which was uh, pretty incredible. Pretty good to watch, mate. He brings, I think playing with good people brings it out. If he, it, it, I'm only, what, 22 now, handicap. If, if I just have a muck around game, you don't play as well. But if I play with like you, Bush, Fred, you know, Arnie, Skip, people in that single digits, uh, just brings you up a, another level. So it might have been uh, what happened with Fred too. Might have been what happened with Fred again? playing with good players as well. It might have been what happened with Fred playing with you. Yeah, on yeah Friday. exactly. Yeah. Just seeing how the other half live. That's right. Um, will be will be good fun. Who are you playing with on the weekend, buddy? Uh, Saturday, I believe, with Fred, and Sunday with Arnie. At this stage, we'll have to book in soon. Though. I haven't played with you for a while now. Yeah, it's been a been a little while. We'll get it done. Possibly we're chatting the, the double header next Wednesday if we can make it happen. But we'll play it by you, Cam. Yeah, hopefully no uh, one from hopefully no one from work's listening. I might have to do a sicky, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. I uh, crunched the numbers, mate, for this weekend. We'll leave the stats to you. You are the resident expert, but a lot of value there, mate. Brooks is the favourite in the market uh, for a good reason. I'll just bring up his recent performances. Uh, at the ground, which is pretty incredible. Uh, seven starts at the ground, at the course, for a win, a couple of tied seconds and a tied third. So that is, he obviously loves it there. Um, $12, he'd have to be in contention. But run us through, mate, in Tennessee, where are we at? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think along the same lines as you there, it's just such a tough field this week. 48 out of the top 50 in the world are going to be there. So obviously... Um, you know, like you're going to be getting decent value for everybody. There's not going to be a seven dollar favorite, anything like that. Uh, but you know, any any of those guys down there at any time could just explode away from the field. I think really. Um, we'll get to it in a sec, but I'm thinking I've got a little leftover uh, bread from from the weekend, mate, from my uh, successful uh, endeavors, and, and luckily I didn't donate it all back Sunday night, which is good. Uh, but I'm going to go. Probably around the 500 mark, and I'm just going to go uh, an outright bet on books, but I'm going to have four top 10 and 20s because I had a look and crunch the numbers. You, you can get some big value, mate. You get around the you know, three to seven dollar mark uh, for the top 10 and 20s, which uh, pretty pretty unreal considering how many people you know you could pick someone in the 48 50 dollar range to win, but just you know pick them around that top 10 and still get you know five six bucks. So. Um, we'll get to that in a moment, but run us through the course. So 7,300 yards, um, some interesting yep. stats, 94 bunkers, 10 water hazards, so it's an incredibly tough test. Uh, it, it is the start of a new season for the PGA Tour this week, uh, so they do typically try and start with this tough tough one to start. Uh, I think that might be another do reason. Any, do they have any downtime, mate, or when's the, is, it, is it just keep the show on the road? No, you basically just um, keep it on the road. But there is there is some downtime, I believe, around Christmas time or something like that that they get. Yeah. Uh, they get a bit of time off leading up to the majors and stuff like that. I think they get a little bit of time a couple of months out from that and then they really yeah. dial in heading into that season. 
not complaining. It's 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 awesome just having it having it on the weekends. Uh, difficulty of the course, mate. It's ranked pretty highly. Yeah, ninth out of the PGA Tour courses list, so ranked ninth in difficulty. Home to one of the hardest par threes on the tour, the 14th hole, 239 yards, and often plays straight into the wind, never really downwind, so it's always cross or into. So, you know, at any point, if you had like a three or four club wind, you could be, you know, it could be playing upwards of 280 yards kind of thing, which is ridiculous, really. Very crazy, mate. Uh, obviously, the short game's going to come into play. A lot of up and downs. Uh, the field is packed, mate. I, I Obviously, you can see that in the, the top 10 betting market, but of the top 50 ranked golfers, something like 48 in the yeah, field? Yeah, 48 of them, yeah. And so, like I said, one of the toughest events of the year, including the majors, really, like a lot of the time. You'd only get that at the majors and maybe the PGA Champs or something. Uh, not... The PGA Champs, the what's the fifth one they always talk about, Rosie? Ah, uh, the uh, yeah, it's it's called the it's called the fifth major, whatever it is. Yeah, it's just not coming to me, but we'll come back to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we'll run through the market. So Brooks at twelve dollars is the favourite. Um, Morikawa coming off a good Olympics campaign and a pretty incredible season last season, thirteen dollars. Spieth at fifteen dollars again. He's yeah. mate. That is that. That's overs for him at the moment. Yeah, he's playing ridiculously well. Obviously, it's a stacked field, but you know, in that field on his days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Xander coming off the Olympics win fifteen. Obviously, pretty hard to win two events in a row on the tour, but it can happen. Uh, JT off an average Olympics campaign, $17, but obviously all class. You know, no reason he can't come out one week and shoot 20 under. It's no. He's, he's won here before, uh, and he had a, I believe he had a, a top 15 finish as well. So you wouldn't write. He's only played two rounds here, and I think he's 19 under through the two rounds, so you couldn't write him off. No, definitely not. And DJ, uh, mate, he's, a, he's would you, just quickly, he's third in the top 10 rankings. It feels like an age, and I know he's done a lot. Uh, he went on that incredible run where he couldn't be beaten. feels like he's done not a lot for a while, you know what I mean? No, I agree he hasn't. He's probably been chipping away with enough top you know, 20s or 30s or 40s to be staying up there. I, I think this is the sort of event that might suit him if he's you know, getting towards some good form, which he may be after a few weeks off. So you never know. We'll see how he goes. Yeah. Uh, Rory, $19. That's probably that's probably fair where he's sitting at the moment in the market. Uh, All-Stars in 23, mate. That, that, seems, that seems extravagant with his recent form. Yeah, I think maybe they're just you know, getting a bit over-offering the um, shorter odds. Obviously, the shorter odds for him, it just never really seems to get the job done actually winning the tournament. Um, I think Hovland at 23... He's probably a little bit more overs than Ustase, and I think I think he could very easily be around the fifteen to seventeen with Spieth and Justin Thomas, all those guys. The way he's been playing, yeah, agreed. Well, let's uh, let's uh, make some money, my friend. Wide open market. Talk to us. You go first, and uh, I'll close it out. I've gone of our three hundred that we're allocating. I've gone a hundred on Ustase and top ten at three dollars. Um, 100 on Hovland, top 10 at $3.50. 50 on Johnson, top 5 at $5.50. Yep. 
and 50 on Spieth to win at 15. Just spreading it out a little bit, just to see if I can. Of that 300, only one of those top, you know, top tens would have to hit to make money back. So just spreading it out a little bit. I like that, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go 200 on Hovland top 20, which I believe was around the 240 last time I looked. Yep. Uh, and then just have a straight 100 on Kepka. Yeah, I like it. So we will get the uh, producer Bush to uh, put up the photos. Uh, uh, we'll have those uh, fancy edits so everyone can see where we're at for the week. Beautiful, mate. Well, that is in the bag. Happy punting. I think we'll be all right there if I can carry the good fortune from last week with us. Uh, I think we'll be okay, Rosie. But uh, you got some news with the punters. You got some uh, winter wear to keep everyone warm, mate. ETA, what are you thinking? Yeah, so we're looking, I believe, having in stock next week, and then the Shopify and Instagram store will be live that end of next week. Um, Obviously, we're going to try and do it that way so people buy them through that. So, just got to stay patient. Obviously, we'll get the stuff in and then I'll do a bit of an inventory count, add it all on there and then we'll launch it and everyone can go for gold from there. Cool. Keep the delivery free. Meet us at the Golfie or we'll drop it around. That's pretty simple. And uh, happy days, mate. And then we're going to look at uh, get everything up and running heading into that spring period, which will be fun. And then we've got the Ambrose Golf so 50 on the front nine for November. We've got to pencil in and get uh, get out as well. That'll be fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. We've just got to get a sort of a day penciled in and booked it in. Booked in. Obviously, it's a bit hard to you know try and sort something or set it in stone at the moment with COVID. But obviously, you know we've got to be in it to win it. Yeah. So we'll get it booked in and then see see how we go from Don't there. Don't about saying we'll need your uh, vaccination passport uh, to attend the golf day and. Uh, you know, proof of proof of vaccine, etc. Yeah, that counts out. Vaccine, so Matthew. no adzy, no hairy, none of the guys that were the protest. <laughs> not in, not invited, mate. No, no conspiracy theorists. No, not not invited, mate. To a uh, fun day, none of that shit hanging around. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, champion. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening in, folks. Uh, Spotify and is it presumptuous to say Apple Music or where are we at with that, Matthew? Uh, I think it's a little bit adventurous at this stage, but I'm hoping that it will be live in the coming week. So stay tuned for that. Um, obviously, sure, if, you're li- if you're listening on Spotify, you've obviously got no problem and don't need the Apple Music, but obviously some people do. So we will have that up and running as soon as possible. Cool. Love it. Very good. Right, folks. Thank you. Rosie, love it. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Cheers.